six. Good afternoon. It's Ben Cullen here bringing the energy and this week's sports fix for you. Ireland won their fourth Grand Slam as they wore down 14-man England in a tense Six Nations finale in Dublin. Two early Owen Farrell penalties put England ahead before Ireland hit back with a well-worked Dan Sheehan try. England's hopes of an upset were dashed when Freddie Stewart was sent off just before half-time. Robbie Henshaw and Rob Herring tries either side of Sheehan's second of the game ensured Ireland's first Grand Slam in five years and first one in Dublin. England, much improved from the humiliating defeat by France at Twickenham the week before, scored a deserved second-half try through Jamie George, but were unable to pull off a major upset and ruin Ireland's big day. Sergio Perez held off teammate Max Verstappen to take a Red Bull 1-2 in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Verstappen fought up from 15th on the grid to 4th place before a safety car closed the field and brought him into contention for victory. But after passing Mercedes's George Russell and Aston Martin's Fernando Alonso, Verstappen could not catch Perez and had to settle for second. Alonso was reinstated third after a post-race penalty was overturned. The Spaniard had dropped to fourth after being penalised 10 seconds for not serving an earlier 5-second penalty for not starting in his grid slot at the beginning of the race. He served it in his pit stop, but it was adjudged that the team had broken the rules by touching the car before the 5 seconds had elapsed and he was given a 10-second penalty as a result, promoting Russell to third. Britain's Leon Edwards retained his welterweight title in front of his home fans as he beat Kamara Usman by majority decision at UFC 286 in London. Edwards was the more dangerous striker throughout as he prevented the majority of Usman's takedown attempts. The victory over Usman sees Edwards make his first title defence since beating the Nigerian in August. The bout at the O2 Arena was billed as the biggest British fight in MMA history. In shocking Usman to avenge at 2015 and win the title in August, Edwards became only the second British UFC champion and the first since Michael Bispin in 2016. Edwards' achievement prompted the UFC to host a trilogy bout and its first numbered show in Britain since 2016 when Bispin defended his middleweight title against Dan Henderson in Manchester. I am delighted to be talking all things F1 this week with a good friend of the show, Matthew Marsh. If you are a regular listener of the show, you'll know that I love Formula One and discuss it a lot in my roundups. And if you're a very keen listener of the show, you may have heard me speak to our next guest on multiple occasions. He is the only guest that gets a regular slot on the show. And by regular, I mean every time the F1 season kicks off. Our next guest is Matthew Marsh. He's become a good friend via this show. I respect him and his craft greatly. And I'm very excited to speak to him once again. For some context, Matthew is a former racing driver who represented Hong Kong internationally for many years and has spent a lot of time as an F1 broadcaster and analyst. Matthew, how are you? That was the longest intro I've ever done, but I feel like you deserved it. <laughs> I'm very well. I'm feeling very flattered by your very kind words, Ben. Thank you very much for, for saying that, those things. I hope uh, we're not going to disappoint the, the listeners now with what nonsense comes out of my mouth. They're used to me being rubbish, so it's up to you to perform, mate. <laughs> how are you doing, fella? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm, um, I'm excited about the world getting back on its feet and mm. obviously Hong Kong. 
um, opening up properly, it seems now. So, yeah, full steam ahead into 2023. Good man. Now, the reason you're here is to discuss the upcoming Formula One season. I've got a few questions for you. We've already found out a reasonable amount, just a couple of races in. But mm. I want to start with this question, and then maybe you can also give some some more context to the listeners on, on your career briefly. Why do you love motor racing? Hmm. It's a very interesting question. And the answer is not a simple one, because I think what I love about it is the complex nature of motorsport, whether it's Formula One, which is the most complex, and it's the pinnacle of it, of course. As a driver, I, I had some success, mostly because I was a little bit older when I started, and I had worked and, and understood that if you take a big, complex problem and break it into component parts, you can, you know, if you're the fittest out there and the best prepared, you've got the best engineer and all these things, and actually the talent required, as long as you're competent, kind of be, is reduced in, in terms of its importance. So I love that. Now, as a person who works on the commercial side of the sport, I love it because when I'm talking to brands about using motorsport as a marketing platform, and these days we're talking about telling stories with, to find a parallel between the brand story and the and the story, in, in particularly in Formula One or Formula E, the electric car racing series, is pretty straightforward because whatever, if, if the story is about logistics, Formula One is massively logistical. If it's about sustainability, we've got Formula E and even Formula One is part of the sustainability solution, I think, and so on. So I think complexity is probably the reason why I love motorsport. Very good. Okay. We, we love Lewis Hamilton. I know you do as well. <laughs> is he going to win another championship? Gosh, Ben, that's really... A difficult question, isn't it? Um, I think not, actually, I'm afraid to say. Mm. Um, let's just kind of recap. He started in 07, won his first championship in 2008, uh, had to wait till 2014, so six years to get his second. And then, of course, from 14 through to 2020, he won all bar uh, one championship, which Nico Rosberg took his, his teammate. Uh, um, he's 38 years of age now, and I'm not sure that's really a problem. He's, I would say he's almost at the peak of his powers. Um, the problem is what I'm going to call cycles of superiority, which is, you know, one of the reasons that Lewis Hamilton was not able to win a championship for that six years after the first one with McLaren is that McLaren didn't produce a good enough car. And the mm. reason he was then able to produce those other six championships to make a total of seven was that Mercedes were producing a car that was actually superior, but at least good enough to win championships with the best driver on board. The problem now is that the shift... That we've seen a shift towards Red Bull. They were, you know, equal and close and equal in 2021. They were dominant in 22. Well, they were clear in 22. They, it looks like they're becoming dominant now in 2023. And these cycles tend to last for five or six years, particularly if it's one of the big teams that, that, that achieves superiority. So I think that's the biggest obstacle to Lewis Hamilton winning an eighth championship. Can you give us an idea of... of why mercedes can't keep up is is it down to the engineer and what how have how were they so close and now red bull have pulled so far away for the average viewer or listener or watcher yeah well it's a change of era basically because the technical regulations changed dramatically when in the start of 2022 so the cars from 2014 let's say through 2021 were of a certain type and there were evolutionary changes to the regulations but from the end of 21 to the beginning of 22, completely different. The way the downforce is generated, the aerodynamics, is essentially flipped on its head. And when you have a change like that, often you get a, a shake up or at least a change at the top. And 
the Red Bull team has always been very, very good at aerodynamics. And in those years when they weren't winning championships between 2013, it was their last championship before they won again in 2021, they were let down a little bit by maybe their power units and some reliability and some other things. But they've got those things under control now and they've got superior aerodynamics. So that's what's making them unbeatable. Got it. Just to go back a little step, how long do you think Lewis Hamilton will race for realistically? Well, I think he'll race for as long as he thinks he has a chance of winning the championship. And if he starts to think that that isn't going to happen, you know, within a reasonable period of time, I think he'll decide that he might have better things to do. That's not to say that he doesn't absolutely love it and is driven to success. He absolutely is. And that's the point. He's 38 years of age now. He's got He's got more than $38 million, put it that way. I mean, money's not yeah. the issue. So what drives him to be as competitive and as hardworking as he is? It's a, it's self-determined. It's a, it's a demon, you could call it. Mm. It won't leave him alone. And the only thing that would let him, I guess, stop is, well, I can't possibly win because of an external factor, as in the car. So um, I, I'm hoping he stays on for, for long. But, you know, equally... If he does decide to retire, maybe at the end of this year, maybe next year, let's see, it would open a space up for another young up-and-coming driver. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, got it. Everyone with, you know, smart money would put it on Max Verstappen to go ahead and win his, you know, at the, this, this championship. So my question is, who will come second and who will come third if that is a shoe-in? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of depressing that we're having that conversation that, you know, two races into the season in in late march but um i'll go with Do you, you disagree though I mean, <laughs> no i don't i mean the reality is he's been half at least half a second faster than the opposition at all times including the opposition almost always has included his teammate sergio perez wasn't quite the case in saudi arabia but you know so yeah let's assume that max is going to win this championship um pete the runner-up should be his teammate Sergio Perez because the mm. car, the Red Bull racing car, is so dominant. It, it, they have in their team harmony at the moment, maybe, and that's, that's the thing. That's the question mark. Red Bull racing haven't had that for a long time. In the era that they were winning before 2010 through 13 with uh, Sebastian Vettel, they had, if you remember, Mark Webber was his teammate, and there certainly mm. wasn't harmony in the team um, when. The Verstappen was in the team with uh, Daniel Ricciardo. There wasn't much in the way of harmony. Once the car, when they were when they were able to both win races, and and it wasn't very often, there wasn't much harmony. That's what happens, and you get two balls in a field. You know, yeah, that's a bit of a pun on Red Bull. Um, it's interesting that they had a one-two finish in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. The, they finished one-two in the Saudi Arabia, and it's only the third time they had consecutive one-two finishes since 2009 so in all that era of having dominant cars in 2010 through 13 they never uh they they never had a one two which tells you about the harmony because my long way of saying i think harmony is everything and we're seeing that there might be a problem on max verstappen's side of the garage with sergio perez it, my dutch colleagues in formula one media tell me that max the verstappen team are convinced that sergio perez crashed on purpose at the monaco grand prix last year in qualifying so as to start ahead of Max Verstappen and Sergio went on to win the Grand Prix. And they will not look past that, even though Max ended up winning the championship, <laughs> whatever. They will not look past something that happened in May of wow. 2022. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. We look forward to hearing more from you next week.
Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. My hottest ticket in the world this week is in the Premier League. Man City take on Liverpool. Man City are sitting in second. They are expected to win, but can Liverpool overturn them and get the job done? Have a great weekend all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week.